missed fall enrollment? It's your time to shine at William Peace University. WPU is enrolling for the spring semester at our co-ed university in the heart of Raleigh. We offer more than 30 majors, including esports and gaming administration, simulation and game design, and interactive design. Our classes are taught by full professors, and our small class size means you get one-on-one instruction and immersive learning. Plus, we connect students with internships. William Peace University, your time to shine. Get started today at peace.edu. MJ Morris took over at quarterback for NC State. Brennan Armstrong went to the bench. It was not perfect by MJ Morris, but he did what Dave Doran and Robert and I and that coaching staff wanted him to do. Now, that's that's not like an X's and O's thing. That's not like, oh, he made this throw that they wanted. He brought a spark. You cannot argue that NC State didn't have more energy, more electricity with MJ Morris leading them this week. I don't know if it's a swagger thing, if it's a personality thing, if it's a maybe everybody kind of wanted the guy that had been there with them last year thing. They don't like the transfer coming in and taking things over thing. I don't know what it was. But MJ Morris brought a certain spark that they had been missing. Had a little juice to him. Had a little juice. And not like, you know, my my head coach used to have uh, False Enthusiasm Wednesdays back in college. Okay. Which was, I don't care if you're faking it. I want you hooting and hollering. I want you screaming. I want you running. I don't care if you're doing it just to appease me or to spite me, but do it. With his logic being, eventually it just kind of seeps in, right? If you're screaming, if you're yelling, if you're jumping up and down, even if at first you're doing it ironically, eventually you're going to be like, oh, no, I actually have more energy today. And you see some of that logic with NC State, right? The guys on the sideline, third down, they pile up, they jump, the juice crew, all these sorts of things. I don't care if it was fake or not. The juice was there. And and you know what's maybe the most impressive part about that? The guy threw three interceptions. Yeah. And the juice never never dissipated. He had two first-quarter interceptions. The juice never dissipated. He had a pick six in there. He threw a pick six on a screen pass. Here's Dave Dorn on how they approached the game with MJ Morris as their quarterback. Well, it's different. You know, there's a lot more quarterback design runs running the quarterback. And obviously, you're talking left-handed movements to right-handed on things out of the pocket. Um, so that part's different. You know, he's still a young quarterback. So, you know, the checks and all the things that you might give an experienced guy, you kind of try to make it a little simpler. Uh, early on and until you can get him in a rhythm but he has complete grasp of the playbook you know it's more about the defenses that you see and the way people disguise and trying to make as clean as you can you know but it's not like you change the playbook you just alter it you know to fit the guy's strengths and, and for him it's more of a passer so you saw the run game was with the exception of a couple draws was his handoff runs or the shovel uh, shovel motions that we had we're going to talk about the shovel motions, the shovel pass on the jet sweeps. Uh, I bet you Brennan Armstrong would have liked to have all those passing yards. Where where did those come from? That boosts the completion percentage. A little, little Casey Concepcion around the edge. Here you go. Completion, yards. That sounds great for every quarterback. For those who don't know, this is when we see like a wide receiver come sprinting into the backfield before the snap. Mm. Quarterback takes the ball and literally just like pops the ball forward it, like a little, little soft toss. It's a one-yard toss i guess I, I call them pop pass but that's yeah. that's what the when we talk about those completions that's what those are for those who may not fully grasp it but that's what it is it's basically like a fancy run play 
Actually, That's all it is. So, so let's continue with, with that theme. Let's break down the three interceptions to see, because I went back and watched them all a billion times, uh, to see if they where the culprit was. First interception was, I believe, the product of, it was his first pass of the game, right, first quarter, uh, was a product of a little bit of extra juice from MJ Morris. Okay, And when I say a little extra juice, I mean overflowing a bit, right? Out there, heart rate going a million miles an hour. He took over as the starting quarterback, not by injury this time. The coaches chose him to be the starting quarterback. He goes out there, first pass of the game, a little ahead of the wide receiver, a little too much heat. Right, threw, threw it a little too hard, tipped up, interception. It happens. A little amped up. Second interception, uh, I hate to do this out loud, uh, Porter Rooks, wide receiver, should have dug out a block, didn't, so they were able to jump that that screen pass. That guy should have been blocked. He was not. When you make that throw, you are throwing it with the thought of, he's there, but he won't get to the ball because the wide receiver is going to take care of him. Then he jumped the pass, made the interception, ran it back for a touchdown. Third interception, tipped at the line. It didn't look like it at first. It looked like it was just a horrendous airmail, <laughs> like from the wide angle. I was like, oh, my gosh, he missed that by 25 yards deep. Goodness. Then you go back and you watch all the super-duper, you know, 5,000 frames per second replay, and and you can see it just get tipped. And it was actually – I don't physics teachers might have to help me on this. Throwing a spiral – it getting tipped by a defensive player and remaining a spiral just farther <laughs> seems crazy. Seems like that that's very unlikely, but that's exactly what happened. So all three wide uh, all three interceptions just broke them down for you. Could all be described as fluky or at least not 100% his fault. I say that with the knowledge of and I always remind people when they say this, right? Like, all oh, those uh, interceptions were off receivers' hands or they were all tipped. The best quarterbacks are susceptible to flukes too, and they just they just don't throw a lot of picks anyway. So maybe it's about being a little bit conservative, whatever it is. But, but three interceptions are three interceptions, but I look at them and I go, none of them are the type of critical errors that I, I get worried about moving forward. So now let's get to the juice part of it. The list of players that looked good or looked better than they have looked all year on offense is the who's who of the players that needed to look good or better. Casey Concepcion. Casey Concepcion, who, by the way, has looked really good at times this year, even with Brennan Armstrong. This week, according to PFF, Pro Football Focus, who I have a love-hate relationship on believing their, their stats and film study, I'm going to choose to use them as an example this time. They had KC Concepcion as the highest-graded wide receiver of all Power 5 conference players. Okay, that's big. We're talking about, like, the players he was above in the top five. Uh, Burton from Alabama. Harrison Jr. from Ohio State. Like, the best wide receivers in the country. Number one was KC Concepcion. Trent Penix. How many times have we talked in the offseason about what they could do with Trent Penix from a creative play-calling standpoint, and it took until MJ Morris took over for it to happen? I'm not saying it's MJ Morris that, that did it, but it took until he took over for it to happen. Michael Allen, the burst on the touchdown run is the most burst I've seen from him this year. Delbert Mims had been a touchdown from inside the five guy. He got a touchdown from just inside the 20. So it's 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 
those guys were the guys that we needed to wake up. I had been screaming for offensive explosiveness from the NC State Wolfpack, and for whatever reason, they all woke up when MJ Morris took over. Now, I don't think it's fair to Brennan Armstrong to frame it that way because, like I said, Casey Concepcion on one of those motion, quick dump-off passes that he took, like that's – I'm pretty confident. You know, I haven't played organized football in about 10 years. I don't even need to warm up. Let's run the play. (laughs) Like, I can do that. So it's it's hard to say, like, oh, MJ Morris was there. But at the same time, that's what changed from game to game. The defense let up a bunch more points. The offense helped them give up a few more points. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about the defense, but it is inarguable. It is not a debatable fact that there was more electricity from the offense with MJ Morris at quarterback. Now, what is debatable, what is an arguable fact, is what caused that electricity, Right. Was it, and when we talk about this with uh, with the Panthers, right? When they put Andy Dalton in, it seemed like the play-calling book expanded and they trusted him with more. Is it a situation where with MJ Morris in there, the game plan was different and, quite frankly, better, and you should have been calling those plays with Brennan Armstrong? Maybe. Is it a chemistry thing? Because let's not forget, MJ Morris has been around a while. Right, the the Trent Penixes of the world, the the Michael Allens of the world, they just they they know MJ Morris longer than they've known Brennan Armstrong. Maybe, but all I know is this: if the defense can get to play in the way the defense played against Louisville, and the offense, with the elimination of a couple fluke turnovers, can play the way they played against Marshall, State might have a little bit of a midseason turnaround here. They might have the the makings of something. Thank you for listening to the Best of the Drive podcast. I'm Tim Donnelly here with Coach Pete of Capital Financial Advisory Group. Coach, is it still true that a million is enough to retire on? Tim, maybe and maybe not. The most important thing is to get a real plan that gives you income you never outlive. We'll give that away to the next 10 people. Call right now. The number to call, 800-691-3215. Text TIM to 600-700 if you're interested in texting. Once again, that phone number is 800-691-3215 or text TIM to 600-700 for that deal. But the the thing that stuck out to me because everything was so good vibes and this was so not good vibes was Brennan Armstrong went in for a play down on the goal line for, for NC State, got sacked, and the boos, I mean, you can hear them on TV, right? Normally, if something is being happen or is, is being chanted or or happening in the sidelines, the broadcast gets to decide whether they want the color commentator to say you can hear the chants of blah 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 blah, blah. or if they just want to ignore it, and we'll never know if you're watching on TV. The booing of Brendan, what what was the point? He already lost his job. He and and do you think he chose to put himself out there? Do you think that he said, "Coach, I'm captain. I'm using my captain's powers. Uh, I'm putting myself in for one play down on the goal line." No, he is by all accounts a good guy that worked hard and laid his body on the line for the team every time he went out there. You can say he's not good enough. You can say he, he made too many mistakes. You can say whatever you want. The booing of an individual feels aggressive. By the way, here's another one of the NC State captains, uh, Peyton Wilson. After the game, he had a problem with it too. Well, I love Wolfpack Nation to death. Do not get me wrong. 
I love them to death. They're the best fans in the country. And I love MJ to death. And he played some of the best ball from a quarterback that I've seen at this school today. But we got to stop booing Brennan. He is a hard nose. He is a great person. Um, just imagine if that was your kid, you know, out there on that field in front of 70,000. You know, skip behind him, Wolfpack Nation, when he's in there. He's a good-hearted kid. I mean, loves God. I mean, he does nothing but pat everybody on the back and play hard for us every single day. So continue to uplift him, Wolfpack Nation. I love y'all. I agree with everything he said there, except except for one thing. Imagine he's your kid. I always get frustrated with those. Imagine so-and-so is your daughter. Imagine so-and-so is your son. How about you just imagine he's he's Brennan Armstrong, a guy who you've probably never met that transferred from UVA, laid his body on the line mm-hmm. for the first four games, never gave up, refused to, to, to back down, and then when the coaches made a decision to bench him and put a younger player in, handled it like, like a, a pro. Yeah, it's not like he quit. No, it's not like he quit at all. And by the way, it looked like he was supporting MJ. Yeah. The booing, and and listen, booing a team, I'm fine with. And I, and I will be on the record, booing professionals, I'm much more lenient with. Mm-hmm. Booing a college individual that that didn't do, like if he came out and said, you know, I got benched, this team stinks, I hate the coaching staff, we, we can discuss the, the proper boo amount from that point forward. A little different. But, but like he's already dealt with the, the biggest type of, of consequence you can have in college football, which is he got benched. And it was, and and I can't emphasize this enough. It was not all him. The problems at the beginning of the season with the offense, not all him. And the success and explosiveness they had this week, not all because he was gone. Like we said, those shovel passes. Who, by the way, someone on Twitter gave me a a, a better or a hot potato pass. Oh, okay. Is, is how they thought we could describe it. Yeah, it's a hot potato. A little hot potato pass, a little catch. Ha! You you got it. Guy to a, running in motion in front of you. That I bet he would have loved those passing yards. Would have made the stats look better. Maybe you wouldn't have been booing him. Those two touchdowns to Trent Penix were the best play calls of the year. Two of the three best play calls. I'll give you uh, whatever it was. Three games ago, the the fake screen to, to Concepcion. I'll put that out there, too. Other than that, the two tr- play calls to Trent Penix were the best play calls of the year. Play calls help quarterbacks. The booing of Brennan Armstrong took it one step too far for me. I even I kind of understood when you were booing the offense and he was the quarterback because like I don't love it, but I kind of understand it because you were asking for a change. You got the change. What else did you want when you were chanting MJ Morris two weeks ago against whatever it was Louisville? When you were chanting MJ Morris. I didn't like it, but I didn't I didn't do this on air. But then then you got what you want, right? All the only reason to continuously boo or continuously chant for someone else once they've already lost their job is is you want them to feel it, you want them to hear it, you want them to hurt. That's just that's just mean. If you want to just be mean, go ahead. The Drive with Tim Donnelly here on 99.9 The Fan. Let's get to a good part of college football. I mentioned there were uh, uplifting things, and I hope but you know this is crossing rivalry lines, but mm-hmm. I, I hope there were, and I know there were, because some of, some of them reached out to us, there were NC State fans that were in favor of Tez Walker being eligible. Yeah. 
I hope there were fans of every college that were in favor of Tez Walker being eligible because, like I said, he's he's a human, right? Just like Brennan Armstrong's a human, Tez Walker's a human. He deserved to be able to play. His first game back, Tez was, was and I don't say this in a derogatory manner, he was just another guy in an explosive passing game. Right? Some people use just a guy, a jag, as an insult. That's not what I'm saying here. I'm saying he's really good, and it's not a bad thing for the Carolina Tar Heels that they had an unbelievably explosive offense, and Tez didn't have to be the the stick of dynamite in the middle of it. That's not a bad thing at all. You could argue that's actually a pretty darn good thing for them. You could easily argue it's 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 a pretty good thing for them. Six catches, 43 yards. That's the, the box score, Tez Walker. Six catches, 43 yards. Not a bad day one. Not a bad day one. And and it's good to knock the rust off, I guess, right? You got to see the ball into your hands a few times. It, it, I'll tell you what it wasn't. It was not the Disney movie scripted Tez Walker return, right? It, it wasn't. I'm eligible, and I'm going to go out there and catch for 200 yards and four <laughs> touchdowns, and and you know, Booby Miles is going to throw, and he can pass. Like it's it's not going to be that. Six catches for 43 yards, with most of those coming after the game was already established that it was going to be a blowout over Syracuse. That that's not the Disney movie thing. That's not the the you know fire up the the trailer. Let's let's cast Kevin Costner or Dennis Quaid as the coach. Like that's not it. But it might have been the best possible outcome for the future of the Carolina Tar Heels. Nate McCollum, another wide receiver on the team, another transfer incoming. Seven catches, 135 yards. Kobe Pesor, who we've been talking about as a guy mm-hmm. that could take on a bigger role all season. Three catches, 100 yards, touchdown. Tight end Bryson Nesbitt, five catches, 79 yards, touchdown. Another tight end, touchdown. Uh, uh, Drake May threw for 450 yards or whatever it was. I saw that it's the fourth most all-purpose yards in a game because he also ran for 40 or 50. Like, like the offense was explosive, and they didn't necessarily need Tez Walker. Here's what I think happened. And, and this happens in the NFL. Sometimes you see a guy get those first four-game suspensions or they start on the physically unable to perform list. Uh they escaped the non-Tez portion of the schedule without losing a game, which is important, obviously. But while they were doing that, they also kind of built everybody else up. Think of <laughs> – this is a very uh, topical comparison, but uh, but stick with me on it. Think of like Nate McCollum as Puka Nakua of the Rams. Okay. Right? Cooper Cup started on the the physically unable to perform the, that that opening season IR. So for 4 weeks the Rams offense had to operate without Cooper Cup. And that gave the room for Puka Nakua to grow into a massive target hog. Mm-hmm. And he caught a billion passes and he got really comfortable catching passes in the NFL. Cooper Cup came back and now Cooper Cup is the massive target hog and he's getting all the passes early and Nakua is being absolutely efficient with the targets he does get catches a touchdown catches a few crucial plays doesn't get the volume that he had but the volume taught him how to be good at his role now so you're nate mccollum you're kobe pay uh 
uh, your Nesbitt, your Jones, your your any of these guys for the the Carolina Tar Heels, who knows if you would have developed into what you are becoming or what you are now if Tez Walker was there for the first four games. Now, this is a high-risk scenario, right? Because if Tez wouldn't have played and you would have lost two or you would have lost three games, then it would have been like, well, at least we have a developed rest of the wide receiver core, but uh, most of our goals are already out the window. Because you won the games, it could be a blessing in disguise. I've had this argument with uh, my dad a bunch of times. My dad is a Patriots fan. Don't hold it against him. He grew up up there. Okay. The Brady suspension, the four games that he's that it was a uh, Garoppolo and actually Jacoby Brissett started two apiece, NC State. Uh, he, as most Patriots fans do, like to complain about the suspension. Oh, right. The, no, the science behind the deflating. They didn't no. find the 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 phone that he broke. What whatever whatever. Right. They have all their their facts. I like to turn to him and go, "What are you complaining about? That was the best thing that could have happened to you." Brady was really old. Giving him a month later start than everybody else, that just kept him fresh for the playoffs, and look where he ended up. Mm -hmm. It's a blessing in disguise. And oh, by the way, you built up Jimmy Garoppolo so you could trade him for a bunch of stuff. Like, like, if you can survive with your guys out, sometimes it ends up being the, the, the blessing in disguise. Having survived and escaped the non-Tez portion when he was ineligible, still unbeaten, now I look at them and go, this is great. You don't need Tez as much as you, you did at the beginning of the year. Now you have him, right? Isn't this that the, it's the rich get richer, right? When somebody finally strikes it big and they become rich and famous, what happens? People start giving them all the stuff they wanted when they were when they were broke. Yeah. Right, like a musician is beg, borrowing, and stealing to get studio time because they got to rent a studio. Then they become famous. What happens? Every studio gives them all the studio time they want for free, mm -hmm. and they're like, "No, I have the money to pay for it now." At the beginning of the year, North Carolina was was beg, borrowing, and stealing to get explosive plays. So they happened to build up the chemistry with McCollum to have explosive plays. They happened to get Paysor in the rhythm for explosive plays. Now. They have those guys cranking 100 yards a pop, right? They're they're both turning in big plays against Syracuse, and now we'll give them Tez. They're like, well, we don't need him as much now anymore. It's like, yeah, well, you're rich and famous, so we'll give things to you, right? Suddenly, it's like I, you know, you drive a hoopty the entire time you're trying to get famous. Once you're famous, they're like, we'd love to have you driving around in a blank blank Ford. It's like. For free? You just want to give me the car? Well, it's a lease, and then we'll every two years we'll give you the newer model. Finally, have money to buy a car, but that sounds lovely. Yeah, the 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 Carolina offense was just given the thing that they really wanted when they were trying to make it. Your heart—it's the only one you have. Fortunately, you also have a choice: expert cardiologists, talented surgeons, highly skilled specialists, all of whom chose WakeMed. Why? The main reason is the same reason patients choose WakeMed. Everything you need for the best possible care is right here. Learn more at WakeMed.org. WakeMed Heart and Vascular Physicians. Your heart, your choice.